In this episode of Farrington's Features, we're meeting Kelly Randall, who is head of Key Stage 2 within Farrington's Junior School, as well as being a Year 6 teacher. We'll ask Kelly to describe a typical day for junior pupils, as well as sharing some insight into how Kelly, her colleagues and their pupils prepare for their learning and the many activities on offer within a day at Farrington's. So let's meet Kelly Randall. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Clive. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. To kick off with, could you tell us a little about your role at Farrington's? Yes, of course. So I'm a year six class teacher and I'm also the Key Stage 2 lead. Um, so I'm responsible for ensuring the day-to-day running of Key Stage 2. And I work collaboratively with other phase leaders and uh, with our deputy and head teacher of the junior school. Just to, to ensure that the, um, the day-to-day running and that the strategic planning for the junior school falls in line with the school development plan. Um, and also making sure that I've got a, an overview of the children and the pupils that we teach um, and their needs. And, and really, I'm there as a, I guess, you know, I, I'm there as a sort of first port of call for my colleagues to come to. And so I'm that stepping stone between the, the class teachers and uh, the, the leadership team. I see. So you, you sound very busy, both as a teacher yourself, but also with that position of, of responsibility and leadership within the school. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a, a teacher's role, whatever role you are, your, your job is within a school, you know, every role is a busy role. But actually, that's what makes the profession and working at Farrington's uh, so exciting because every day is different as well. And for those of us who maybe aren't as familiar with the school, you're looking after the primary school there, but that's within the setting of a school that caters for uh, far more age groups, yeah? That's absolutely right. So I work within the junior school, but the Farrington school goes from three to 18. So we're a through school. So our youngest pupils are just younger than three and our eldest pupils are um, 18 in their, their sixth form. So you really do see them grow all the way through from being very, very young children all the way through to leaving and, and heading off into adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. And for the children that are with us throughout, particularly those that have been in the junior school, um, it's absolutely delightful to see them. Just recently speaking to some some of the lower sixth who I taught in year four and finding out the subjects that they're specialising in and, and the route that they're hoping their early adulthood is going to take. And, and that's a real pleasure to see the children and, and knowing that we've provided their education, but also also nurtured them and given them the pastoral care that they need uh, to become young adults is is something that's really special. That's wonderful. You sound quite quite proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, to see children at the age of, you know, two and a half, three, um, and then see them, you know, at 17, 18, to, to, to have been a part of their lives for that long is something that's very special and, and something that, you know, here at Farrington's, we are really proud of. Wonderful. And how long have you yourself been at Farrington's, Kelly? This is my 10th academic year. So um, I joined here in 2013 and and in that time I've, I've taught across uh, Key Stage 2. I think the, the amount of time I've, I'm, I've been here is testament to the fact that I enjoy working here and um, working within the community that we have. Wonderful. Now, we would like to ask you more about a day in the life of a junior school teacher, because I think it's always interesting to hear it straight from a teacher, straight from someone who's there working day by day with the children, running the lessons, looking after everyone. And I'm really looking forward to getting a bit of insight into how your day goes as a teacher with the children, with your colleagues. So yeah, run us through a typical day if you could. Well, it's interesting because I don't know that any day is typical because right. every day every day at Farrington's is different. But I, I, I suppose, you know, I arrive at school and there's, there's time to catch up with colleagues, perhaps uh, 
sometimes have meetings, um, do some last minute photocopying or, you know, if I'm ahead of schedule, then do some photocopying for later in the week or even next week. And actually the most important time is around about eight o'clock when the children start to come in. And sometimes I'm on duty then. Uh, so, you know, we have provision for the children that, that are coming into school from eight o'clock on the playground. And uh, if I'm not on duty at that point, the best moment of the day is when the children come in the class at 8.30, uh, always with a smile, uh, always with that excitement of what challenges are going to be presented to them for the day. And from, from how far away are the children coming? Do they, do they mostly live locally or do they come from a little further afield? No, I think we, you know, we have pupils that are local to the school, but we have pupils that come from, you know, all different areas. Um, some children come from Bexley Borough, some further down into Kent, Seven Oaks. Uh, so the children come from a, a wide variety of of areas. So you know, quite a wide catchment area for us. Uh, some of them have had, you know, short walks to school. Some of them have had uh, longer journeys. Some children come on the school bus, uh, which is a, a service that we provide. And, you know, as they come into the class in the morning, always, like I say, always with a smile, um, often with lots of questions. That's when the questioning starts for the day. But actually just, you know, you can, you can see that they are happy to be in school. They enjoy being with their friends, you know, and they're always just really eager to go. So, you know, as a teacher, you know, even on those grey days when uh, you're not quite sure whether, you know, going into work is really what you want to be doing. Actually, that is the moment that, that really changes that. So that's, that, that would be the beginning of the day. And then is it straight on with lessons? Is it in quick hello and then you crack straight on with it? Yeah, I mean, we have some time. We have our registration time, which is, uh, you know, a time to check in with the children, you know, see see what's going on. And there's always in the junior school some kind of challenge for the children at that point in the oh, day. Right. Um, and that challenge might be related to a curriculum subject. It might be related to some previous learning or it might be something to encourage deeper thinking. Um, or deeper questioning. So there's always always something for them to do to, I guess, open their brains ready for, for the rest of the day's learning. I see, like a little warm-up. Absolutely, and it sparks conversation and it sparks conversation amongst themselves and also, you know, that wider conversation with me as well. I see. And then what happens next? It depends. Uh, some days we are fortunate to be able to go to our chapel. We have an on-site chapel and our chaplain, you know, will take a chapel service, which is, again, a really special time of reflection. It's about the message of the Methodist ethos really runs through everything that we do at Farrington. So to be able to go to chapel, you know, is, is a really lovely time. We um, sometimes gather together in, in assemblies or celebration assembly. It's where we celebrate the week's work and, and, you know, what children have done. And we have our stars of the week. So, you know, I think that's really important is to ensure that, you know, the children are recognising or the children know that we recognise their the efforts and the achievements that they make. And, and we do that on a weekly basis. And then some mornings, uh, there's sort of extended registration time where we have time to, you know, uh, perhaps do some more challenging, more, more challenges or more conversation before we move into our first lesson. I see. Now, you mentioned photocopying there. The I'm sure uh, most teachers will be familiar with uh, uh, with photocopying and the, the, the necessity to prepare and get ready for their lessons. Tell us a bit about how you prepare for a lesson. Yeah, absolutely. So here at Farrington's, we have a curriculum overview that we work on the previous year so we look at what we're going to teach to each year group through through the subjects that we're that we that we offer 
And then my colleagues and I uh, weekly will get together and look at how best we can deliver that to the children, how we can make our lessons engaging, how we can provide opportunities for creativity and also to vary the tasks, um, ensuring that there's some crossover of skills so that, you know, perhaps the skills that the children are learning within their English lessons, you know, can can be uh, embedded within perhaps some writing within their humanities lesson. Oh, I see. So each subject is is very much not considered in isolation. You try and join it up where you can. I think where we can to make sure that there's those cross-curricular links is really important. Uh, So the children will know that they've got an English lesson or a maths lesson, uh, but to try and you know, ensure that, you know, if we can, there's a theme that runs through them or where we can ensure that skills are being, you know, are transferable so that uh, the children don't think that, you know, what they're learning in in English is only for an English lesson, but actually is, you know, a skill that they're learning for life and that they can apply to other tasks that they're set as well. Oh, I see. That's why joining things together like that is is helpful because they get that instant opportunity to to use those skills in, in a way that that feels relevant yeah absolutely that's absolutely right ah right so um after some lessons i assume lunchtime comes around yeah so we have a short break time in the morning um and uh, we all have a piece of fruit at break time just to keep us going till lunchtime and then lunchtime is often the children's favorite time of the day for our older key stage two pupils they enjoy some football at break time or sometimes there's other clubs that they can go to sometimes our older pupils our year six pupils run clubs for the younger pupils uh which is really exciting for the younger pupils and and it means that they're going you know the the older pupils are sharing their knowledge and wisdom and the things that they've learnt with the younger pupils as well. That sounds good. What kind of clubs are we talking about? Rugby clubs. Some of the the pupils run rugby clubs or netball skills. At the moment, there's a cup stacking competition going on for house uh, a house competition. So uh, some of the older pupils are teaching, you know, our very youngest children how to cup stack. What's the record for the, the highest stack of cups so far? We're just at the beginning of our challenge at the moment and it's all about speed. So it's all about how quickly you can stack the cups and then de-stack them. And, it, and, it's, and it's a great activity because it helps with sort of using both sides of the brain because you have to use your left and your right hand. So to actually for our, some of our pupils to be teaching the younger pupils that uh, is something that, again, is, is a really special time. And they're always so excited to go back into the, you know, the key stage one playground uh, where they used to used to play. And, and also some of them have got younger siblings, which they're always keen to uh, go and teach new things to. Oh, this sounds like fun. Yeah. So lunch times are extremely busy. We also have uh, football clubs run in. And and then, of course, you know, the the children get to eat a a, a delicious, healthy lunch in our school dining hall. And actually, when you when you have visitors in school and you say, you know, tell our visitors what's your favourite part of being at Farrington's, there'll always be somebody that will say the school lunches. Well, it's important, isn't it? I mean, I've got I've got to ask you, Kelly, what's the food like? We are really well looked after here. It's very delicious. There's always a a, a yummy dessert. And of course, Friday is always uh, fish and chips or nuggets and chips. But, you know, the food is is well balanced and really varied. There's about three varieties each day. Um, So all the children are catered for. What's your favourite item on the menu? For me, it's Wednesday because I quite like a roast dinner. Oh, roast dinners on Wednesdays. That sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah. And then after lunch, I suppose, and a bit of cup stacking, we're back into class? Yeah, absolutely. So our afternoons, you know, run from just after one o'clock. We have some more registration time. And at this point, the children will perhaps do some handwriting practice um, to ensure, you know, we like the children to use a cursive script. 
um, and that's something that we teach from from our youngest pupils. Now, for those of us who've forgotten since our own school days, remind us what cursive script entails. So a cursive script is a is a joined script where every letter starts on the line and finishes on the line. Joined up writing, as maybe we... joined up writing uh, with the loops. I guess oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So we would do some handwriting practice just to ensure. You know, again, even our year six pupils need to, you know, make sure that they they're practicing their their cursive script, of course, um, so that they know how to present their work uh, for when they do project based work or topic based work. Is that something that a little bit of practice each day is 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 the way to approach it? Does that really help? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's not something that can be learned overnight. And if you're somebody that doesn't have a cursive script, it's not something that can be changed overnight. So definitely a little bit of practice every day just to ensure that, you know, we're, we're starting on the line, finishing on the line. Um, you know, we know our midway point of the line. So, yeah, handwriting is, you know, is, is quite important, ensuring good presentation of our work. Of course. And I think a key skill in, in, a, in an era where children are very quick at typing or using technology. And so it's quite important for us to make sure that we're still practicing our handwriting. And then take us through towards the later part of the day. So the afternoon lessons could be any lessons. Um, You know, sometimes children have PE in the afternoon. So for example, our year threes and fours have uh, a games afternoon on a Monday and that happens for year five and six on a Friday. So there there are some some afternoons of PE, but we don't don't teach just English and maths in the morning and and then other subjects in the afternoon. Uh, We have a variety across the day. So we have an assembly on a Monday. So again, we'd come together um, and and sing and have an assembly based based on a theme. And then, um, yeah, the, you know, the afternoons are about learning and challenging and, um, and, and all of the things that lessons provide. And then when lessons are finished, does everyone head straight for home? They can do if they want to, but more often than not, uh, children uh, take the opportunity to and benefit from our wealth of extracurricular activities that are on offer. In, in fact, we have about 72 children in our school choir at the moment. I'm getting the impression that music and singing is a big part of life at, at Farrington's. Yeah, we are definitely a singing school and our choir perform a, a variety of events. Um, you know, Young Voices at the O2 is something that we take part in. Is that a big sort of competition? It's not a competition. It's a collective choir of hundreds oh, of schools fantastic. from around the country that come together. And it's a real experience. So the children have to do quite a lot of work learning the songs and the actions that go with them leading up to the event. And then they all come together in uh, one great big concert to to parents and friends at the in the O2 Arena. Gosh, that must be remarkable. Yeah, it, I was lucky enough to go last year, and uh, it's it's a really fantastic event. And what the children get out of it is, you know, amazing. The confidence, the um, you know, it's fun, and actually, you know. Education should be fun and exciting and um, it's about creating those memory moments for the children as well. Our choir also visit local uh, residential homes and sing and take part in a variety of, of local community events as well which is really important. Wonderful. So some children will go to choir, Yeah. <laughs> others will go to other clubs so we have football club for, um, for all pupils, rugby club, there's computing clubs as well. And we also offer our Fizz Club, which is the Farrington's Interactive Zone, and that's part of our wraparound care. Um, so that's something that um, parents can opt into. And again, pupils that go to our Fizz Club are offered a wealth of activities that they can take part in, or they can use that as a time to do homework as well, or just to have a bit of downtime. So when we say wraparound care, what, what, what does that entail? What's the, if those of us who maybe aren't familiar with that term, tell us more about wraparound care. Absolutely. It's about providing, um, you know, for our, our parents who are working long hours or, you know, need some, some support 
with you know looking after the children before school and after school that's something that we're able to provide so we have a breakfast club that starts at seven o'clock and pupils are able to come in and have breakfast and then they can go to their respective playgrounds at, at 8 a.m and then after school uh, pupils can go to our farrington's interactive zone our phys club until 6 30. right I see. and what do the children make of, of these options what do the children make of the the opportunity to, to to stay a little later to stay until 6 or 6 30. they absolutely love it because what's on offer for them you know they, they they come in and they have a hearty breakfast they see their friends um they get to you know spend more time with their friends and we have a great number of staff at our, at our phys clubs that are there to welcome them and look after them and just check that they're ready and prepared for the day ahead and again you know for our pupils that are going to our phys club after school you know there's a snack and a drink and a little bit of downtime again time to be with their friends they can play with the lego they can go and do their homework and get their homework out of the way um, or they can go to taekwondo or they can go to a music tech club. Um, so there's all sorts of things that are on, on offer to them. So for them, I think they just see it as, as part of their day. And sometimes children choose to go because they want to do a particular club. Right. So they might go to Fizz on a particular day because they, they want to take part in a particular club. And, and actually, in that way, it's not used as wraparound care. It's just because Fizz offers something that the, that, the, that the children are keen to take part in. It sounds really quite flexible that children have their own agency in deciding if they want to do lots of hectic activities and sports or to, or to have some quieter time after school. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and even with our extracurricular provision that, that, that is provided by our teachers, we have a garden in an eco club. So that's something that pupils can, can go along to. Uh, myself, I run a mindfulness club um, at a lunchtime so pupils can come and we can do some guided meditation or learn some breathing exercises um, and look at ways in which we can uh, look after our minds and, and, you know, sometimes just relax and be calm in, you know, in, in the busyness of, of a hectic day. That sounds really reassuring. So it sounds like all the way through from before lessons start at breakfast time all the way through until when when the fizz club wraps up the the care that's being paid to the towards the children by the teachers uh, and the attention sounds sounds fantastic if i was a, a parent with a child at farrington's how do i know about my child's progress how can i ensure i'm i'm kept up to date and i'm aware of of how they're doing there's many ways in which we communicate um how how children are are doing to parents so, so firstly, we have a school report at the end of the autumn term and at the end of the summer. We also have parents evening, both in the, at the sort of first half of the autumn term, so that the parents can see how the children are settling in with their new year group and uh, teachers. And then uh, we have one in March as well, February, March time again, so that, so that we can discuss targets and look at, you know, what we can, what we can do within the time left, um, you know, with the, the, the half a year that we have left to, to help children meet their targets and, and move them on. Uh, we also have contact books for our youngest children uh, where teachers can have a dialogue with parents and they go go home and, and, and come back. I see. So it sounds all very, very thorough, very professional, very, very caring. Yeah, I mean, we also have, you know, we have an open door policy. So, you know, at any time if a parent wants to speak to us, uh, they're able to email us directly. So that's something that we can, uh, you know, have a conversation straight away. Um, and also teachers dismiss the classes on the playground or from their classrooms at the end of the day. So you know, any uh, conversations that need to be had urgently can be had then as well. I um, see. So there's lots of ways in, in, in which we can communicate with parents. There's that availability there just for that quick chat, that quick word, that quick question about something I might be worried about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really important. Of course, of course. You've painted a really 
a, a really rich picture there of of what goes on, not just during a day at Farrington's within the junior school, but generally the things that are important, the things that matter, and the way you, you and your colleagues put everything together so well. What's your favourite thing about working at Farrington's, Kelly? I think for me, it's about community. I feel that as a teacher, I'm really supported by the community that I'm in. And that's a community of staff, a community of pupils, uh, a community of parents, governors, um, everybody that, you know, we have an, a, a, an alumni, but everybody that, that, that knows Farrington's and has something to do with our community is always very supportive of us. And I think as a teacher, that's one of the, the biggest things that, that, that you need to be able to carry out your role. I think my other favourite thing, you know, something that I, I think is very important is the pastoral care that we're able to offer our pupils. You know, every pupil is individual and we, as best we can, cater to the needs of the individual pupil. And with our small class sizes, we're able to do that as teachers. We're able to look at, you know, what does each individual child need? Uh, what are their interests? What's going to uh, spark their imagination? And we can um, adapt our planning and our teaching and, and the things that we're discussing to the needs of those pupils. So I think, you know, community, our pastoral care, you know, alongside the fact that we, you know, have you know excellent academic results and academic rigour, and that we take a mindful approach to the teaching that we do, uh, because we think that that's really important for our children to ensure that they are being mindful, ensure that they're looking after their their, their mental and physical health, um, but also helping them to think more deeply uh, through our Philosophy for Children programme that, that we have it is really important as well. So th there's lots of things. I don't think there's just one thing that I could say is, is my favourite thing. I think there's a whole combination of things that make Farrington's a really special place to work and to be every day. Right. If I were to ask you what makes Farrington's different, it sounds like there's so much to draw on there that, that builds in this whole picture of this of this caring, mindful school that you described. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that really makes us different is our diversity. We have a wide, diverse community here um, and we celebrate that. Uh, we're a Methodist school, uh, but we welcome you know, pupils of all faiths and none. Um, and that, that creates a really diverse community, which is, is really special and something that everybody can learn from. And I think as a teacher, you know, we should be open to learning all of the time. And, and, and so that allows for that, you know, academic rigour alongside a, a really great pastoral approach, um, you know, is, is a great balance that we're able to provide as well. Of course. Now, Kelly, I'd like to finish by asking you for some advice, I suppose. If there are parents listening to this, whose children are due to start school reasonably soon. Um, what tips would you offer? What advice do you have on how a parent should prepare their child for, for beginning at Farrington's? I think there's some really important things that, that parents can do um, as their children are thinking about embarking on their, their school life and education. But actually for, for all parents, um, you know, but talking to your children is so important. Um, you know, enriching their world with language through books, uh, through imaginative play and through discussion um, is, is really important. Taking children out to explore the wider world is essential um, to prepare children for the adventure that they're going to have in school. Developing good toilet and hygiene habits is, is important as well and, and it's good to explain you know the, the importance of that to children. And I think something that you know is, is, is important is about um, developing or encouraging independence in your child. I think as parents it's very easy to jump in because we think that we want to help right. but actually allowing children to to uh, go through the process and enjoy the process of challenge 
having to persevere and then ultimately conquering a task um, is something that's really important. So things like putting coats on, uh, putting socks and shoes on, maybe laying a table for dinner or, or children cutting up their own dinner, they are all achievable with practice and they're certainly things that I would be advising parents to, to allow to happen. I see. So if the urge might be there to help our children as much as we possibly can by doing as much as we can for them out of love, what you're saying is there by just sometimes handing over some of that responsibility and some of that adventure and some of that challenge to children, that helps get them ready for this adventure you've described when they start school. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, you know, that independence um, is really important because it's something that we're always trying to encourage in our pupils. Um, and if they come in with a certain amount of that, then, you know, we can just help them fly. Kelly, I'm so grateful. You've you've helped us not only understand some of the, the details about what goes on at the school and how you and your colleagues and the children work together so wonderfully, but I think you've also helped us understand a bit more about the general ethos and the general approach that, that helps things work so nicely. So thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Oh, thank you, Clive. It's been a pleasure. That was Kelly Randall, Year 6 teacher and head of Key Stage 2 at Farrington's. While she described a day in the life of Farrington's junior school, Kelly shared her view that education should be fun and exciting. And she painted a picture of how a real sense of community is so key to life at Farrington's.